Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. This is perhaps the final insult to the memory of Pope Benedict XVI, and Rome is dressing this up in Francis just following what all of his predecessors have done. Archbishop Georg Ganswein has been once again ordered to leave the Vatican, which is not as unusual as you'll find out. What's unusual is that he has no job anywhere. He's an archbishop of the Catholic Church who is relatively young and he has no job waiting for him. There are opportunities for him, of course. He's German and reasonably orthodox in matters of faith and morals, and he could be a valuable voice of reason against the schismatic, heretical German bishops and their now-finished synodal way that has openly called for an end to Catholic morality and the crafting of a new morality to replace it. Archbishop Gonsfein could go home and ally himself with the better bishops of Germany, rally the ones too cowardly to resist the Batzings and the rest, and in general serve as a force for good in the church in Germany. But his dismissal from Rome serves to send an interesting message to the bishops, due to Gonsfein's publication of a book showing that Benedict wasn't exactly happy with the things Francis was doing, to put it mildly, despite Benedict's constant line about the two papacies being harmonious, and that Francis was just continuing his own work. Because if you remember, that's what Benedict kept saying, all during his final years. If Gonswein's book on Benedict is true, then it showed that what Benedict told the world repeatedly wasn't true, or what it was reported he said wasn't true. And that is kind of the crux for the problem for Francis now. So let's dive into the story. Headline from Cath.net. Order of Francis. Gonsfein must leave Rome by July 1st without office. By without office, they mean without a job. He has no diocese to go work in, no new post anywhere in the church. He even has to find his own place to live. If this is what accompaniment looks like in, church, in the church under Francis, then Francis can keep his synodality, thanks. From the article, quote, Pope Francis is said to have ordered Archbishop Georg Gonsfein to leave Rome within four weeks without office. At least that's what the world claims with the title, The Reckoning. Pope Francis sends Georg Gonsfein away. The newspaper now writes that five months after Benedict's passing, the, quote, time of kindness is in Rome is over for a man, and Gonsfein has had to leave the Vatican against his will. Gonsfein is said to have received this instruction on May 19th. The explosive thing, Gonsfein will not get a job and be sent to Freiburg as a, quote, private individual, meaning a private citizen, so to speak. Such a dizzying degradation is amazing even for the often authoritarian Francis, writes the world. End quote. While it is customary for a pope to dismiss the secretary of his predecessor and send him back to his home country, doing so without some kind of official job is, well, weird, and it's kind of off-putting, to put it mildly. For a little context here over some of the history of this stuff, the National Catholic Register gives us this in a similar article. Quote, the future role of the late Benedict's secretary has been the subject of rumor and gossip across Rome and the church in Germany for months. Previous speculations included the claim that Gonsfein would serve as papal ambassador in Costa Rica. The eloquent prelate is fluent in several languages, including German and Italian. According to the German media report, Pope Francis, quote, referred to the custom that the former private secretaries of deceased popes did not remain in Rome. A longtime secretary to Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, Archbishop Gonsfein also served as prefect of the papal household to both Benedict and his successor, Pope Francis, until February 2020, end quote. And it was reported at that time that, he was, that Francis wasn't happy with Gonsfein and 
what he was doing and had him focus full-time on Benedict. But his serving both Francis and Benedict simultaneously does make this story a little weird. What neither of those articles touches on is that Archbishop Gonsfein wrote and published a new book about Benedict XVI that has been published in Europe and has caused waves there, but reportedly will be published in English soon, including and especially in America, at some point during the summer. This book reportedly made Francis very upset because it contained quotes by Benedict that undermined Francis's authority, including a story about Benedict being upset about Traditionis Custodis and thinking Francis was wrong to issue that document. Another German outlet called Welt described this as a, quote, dizzying degradation that is astonishing even for the often authoritarian Francis. Yet another writer in another German outlet describes it in this way, though. Quote, Will it be true? Won't it be true? The real problem, however, is that this news, in addition to being plausible, would not surprise anyone if it were confirmed by the facts. Anyone who has followed the immoral, vengeful, and impulsive behavior of Jorge Mario Bergoglio is not surprised. Georg Gonsfein is about to use an unpleasant understatement from the reigning pontiff, who had already deprived him of his role as prefect of the papal household, clearly telling him that he no longer wanted to see him around in the sacred palaces. Then there were Benedict's post-mortem statements, including the claim that Traditionis Custodis had broken the heart of the Pope Emeritus, and so on. But mercy? Mm, that's fine for the Zonquetas, the Anzolis, the Rupniks, the James Martins, etc. End quote. That writer brought up Father Rupnik, which is a good way of comparing and contrasting what we're seeing Rome these days. Uh, recently, while Francis actually used an image by Father Rupnik, the Jesuit priest who had a history of praying upon nuns, yes, that was him, you remember that's, that guy, yes, Father Rupnik was engaged in a Ted McCarrick-type behavior with nuns, one of the most evil, unholy actions unimaginable. This is something Francis knew about for years and kept sweeping under the rug until finally the story broke in Catholic media. It's amazing how that story just kind of went away. Francis recently used another piece of Rupnik's art in a major announcement despite officially sanctioning Father Rupnik. Here it was used to celebrate the solemnity of the most sacred heart of Jesus. The only way this could have been worse would have been to use it for the, to promote the solemnity of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now here you see the piece of art used by VaticanNews.va which is the official state media arm of the Vatican. Vatican News is sort of like the BBC or NPR in its news-providing service and is as biased as those outlets tend to be. The article that accompanies the use of this artwork is fine and goes over the history of the Sacred Heart devotion. The problem is that Father Rupnik has been punished by Rome and is no longer permitted to make art for the Vatican. Simple good taste and decency would require them to stop using his existing art pieces altogether. I mean, his work is hideous and leaves viewers generally unsettled when you look at it. But maybe someone didn't get the memo, or maybe this is a message. I'm not sure which one it is, and these days you can never tell with the Vatican. Both of these stories are a bad look for the Vatican, but are we surprised by it? After all, Francis has a history of punishing dissenters severely. And after the story I reported on yesterday that shows that the Vatican is now quite literally spying on priests in Rome in order to plug leaks of information from the Vatican... The character and nature of this alleged pontiff is on full display for everyone to see. Yes, the popes have a history of sending papal secretaries out of Rome after the passing of a pontiff and the election of a new pontiff, but typically typically is done with more decency and not after the secretary in question has published a book quoting the previous pontiff 
and his words showing a lack of support for the new pontiff's programs. Perhaps this is all just another consequence of Benedict's resignation and his living in the Vatican and not remaining silent while Francis was reigning. Perhaps this is Archbishop Gonsfein's own fault for having that book on Benedict published so soon. But Benedict's presence there did present an odd image to the world of two popes simultaneously reigning, and at times in conflict with each other over ideological and theological issues. But that conflict is part and parcel of our times. I've talked about this before, but the mystics and approved prophets throughout the history of the church warned of the coming of something that Fulton Sheen called the ape of the church, and it would come as a chastisement to the faithful. I went over what that means and some sources on it in a recent video. Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich had a vision that showed a false edifice being built over the Catholic Church. This false edifice would present itself as the Catholic Church, but wasn't. It was emptied of its divine content, while behind the scenes, the real Catholic Church would be quietly dismantled and replaced by the new, by the ape. Emmerich and others commenting on all this said that the false church, which Fulton Sheen called the ape of the church, which is where I get the label for it from, would fail in its mission to replace the church, and after a tumultuous chastisement of some kind, the authentic faith would triumph. I've been suggesting for a few years now that we are witnessing the ascension of the ape of the church, though some say that began at Vatican II, and I won't really say that's wrong. I think it really did begin at Vatican II, but we're seeing it sort of culminating now, and it does occur to me that having the appearance of two popes at the same time makes for an interesting illustration of this. And the passing of Benedict XVI, the ape of the church is now unfettered, unrestrained and free to finish its work. I don't think it's a coincidence that Benedict passed away before the end of the Synod on Synodality, which is just the Third Vatican Council conducted in a different way and by all appearances looks to finish the job of replacing the faith by getting rid of the morality of the church. We've all seen the calls for changing the faith from the various national bishops conferences. These calls to change the faith seek to embrace the values and morality of the world while having the church surrender on the key issues of the day, even while it appears that large numbers of regular people in the secular world have had enough of the immorality and depravity being pushed by the system on people and are now themselves speaking up, often with louder voices than Catholics are, are using. That's telling, and it's disappointing, that the church isn't more involved with these issues. But instead, bishops are too busy trying to find a way to make the church endorse sin. If this isn't the ape of the church, I don't know what is. And the passing of Benedict XVI may well be remembered as one of the major transition points in the history of the church. But I am curious what you think about this. You know, are people making too big of a deal out of the situation with Archbishop Gonswein being dismissed from the Vatican with no formal job of any kind waiting for him in Germany? Is this his own fault for publishing that book and not waiting until he was, you know, living somewhere else before publishing it? Should Gonswein take this opportunity to ally himself with the good bishops in Germany who are trying to resist the German synodal way? Does any of this surprise you, especially in light of Francis signaling that the evil deeds of Father Rupnik really aren't that big of a deal at the same time, since he used it in an official Vatican communication for the Sacred Heart of Jesus? And am I off-kilter with my observation about the passing of Benedict being a major transition point for the arrival of the ape of the church? I'm curious what you think about this, and what you think that Archbishop Georg Gonsfein should do with all of his now new free time. So let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't certainly does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.